Okay. Okay. Starting the show. Okay. All right. I made the note. It's okay. Made the note. Everybody, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Boys and girls, children of all ages, people of non-conforming sexual orientations and genders, welcome to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. That you are. And today, tonight, or whenever you're listening, I don't give a fuck, we're joined by the one and only D. Peters. Hey, everybody. What's yeah. up? Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. So how's everybody doing tonight? Good. This Good. episode just became hella cute because, like, <laughs> you two are on it now. <laughs> I enjoyed that episode of you guys so much. Really- oh, thank you. We enjoyed making it. You yes. know, we love talking about snack food and being all cute and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it works. It works. You know what's not cute? I've had the Shia LaBeouf song stuck in my head really? for the past several days. That's great. Are you, you're, you're familiar with the Shia LaBeouf song, right? What? No. What is this? Oh, oh man. This is great. Okay. I might so, know, but I, it doesn't oh, sound familiar right it's now. It's this weird, like, kind of, I don't want to ruin it, right? So <laughs> it's this um, song, basically, this, this production, it's a stage production, music video sort of thing that tells a story of how just a random person got in a, a fight to the death with Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Yeah. And it's just batshit crazy. It's so how did this get stuck in your head? Because it's a great song. <laughs> mm. Okay, okay. But the reason, the reason it's been stuck in my head is because I noticed that it's got a lot in common with, like, the beat and delivery of Busta Rhymes' Give Me Some More. And so now it's like the lyrics are getting mixed up in my head. Oh, no. <laughs> Someone pointed that out to pointed, um, a friend of mine pointed out that, like, this song from a book, uh, the Book of Mormon musical... Yeah was basically just a song from Wicked, like one oh. of the most popular songs from Wicked, and then like showed me a YouTube video, and I couldn't not hear it anymore. Like it, <laughs> So I understand what you're saying, where it like gets in your, your brain, you're like, no, I can't, this is it. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is my I, life now. I love Busta Rhymes. I, I've been a big fan of Busta's for years and years and years, because his, his delivery and his lyrical stylings are just so clever. You just can't help but just smile. As you listen along, it's so good. Like and he's so malleable too. His lyrics just fit over so many different beats. Like um, there's this uh, this album from this group called Team Teamwork, or it might just be a guy. I don't know. Anyway, this production thing, Team Teamwork, and all they did they took Zelda songs and overlaid hip hop um, verses over it. And there's <laughs> straight up just like from um, uh, Ocarina of Time, the Gerudo Valley song. And it's got like Busta Rhymes singing uh, uh, Throw the Water on Him. Yeah. And it's mm. just. <laughs> it's the best. Holy shit. It's just perfect. <laughs> like the beat is just on time and, and it's just, it's everything. It's everything. It, it so I feel like somebody should take the Shia LaBeouf song and overlay Give Me Some More. <laughs> I, how long has this song been out? Because I bet that does exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a few years. Maybe I'm okay. The only so crazy I one. bet I bet that's on YouTube. It's okay. the internet. It's got to exist, right? It's Absolutely. got to. We got to look it up. We got to look it up. So we'll, we'll get back to that. And of course, we'll post our results in the show notes for everybody to check out. What show notes you may ask? Well, funny you should ask. Person well. who's speaking to their radio and or handheld device right now. Um, we have several different outlets you can follow us on, including the Twitter, including the Insta, 
including the Facebook. All of that shit. Oh, Facebook is all caps now, by the way. So we have to scream it. Oh, is that what they did? I heard. That, I saw like a headline. What? It's like Facebook did something yeah. because they're worried about being broken up um, yeah. as a corporation. So they like <laughs> divided the corporation up. So uh, the, the 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 bare minimum of what I saw, and I get tired of reading about Facebook shit so much. Yeah. Apparently now the company isn't all lowercase like it used to be. Like it used to be like the F is capitalized. It used to be the Facebook at mm-hmm. one point, right. and now it's all caps. Facebook. What? (laughs) Really? Yeah, so that's crazy shit. Anyway, you can follow us on Facebook, and you can see all the show notes that we post. (laughs) See right here. This is what D does. You get we have an exclusive Facebook group uh, (laughs) that you can get if you sign up for our Patreon, which is Patreon.com/slash Lex and Matt. That's right. We appreciate all you adventurers so much, and we can't do this without you. And just jumping in for five bucks a month, you get bonus episodes, you get all kind of cool stuff, stickers. I mean, there's so many things, so many things that you yep. have access to, including just that warm, feel-good feeling of helping us continue ramble on, such as me. Like a true fan does. Like a true mm-hmm. fan. Mm-hmm. On the mm-hmm. Facebooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I just feel so, like, swole when I say it like that, you know? <laughs> It sounds like you're saying it's a rock fact. It is a rock <laughs> fact. <laughs> that I I understood that reference. Oh, yeah. I was gonna. <laughs> yeah, score one for D. All nice. right, all for right. For those for those playing at home, that was a reference to Over the Garden Wall. <laughs> I have that seen was... one and a half episodes of it. Yeah. No. Oh my God. Well, it encompasses. I, I liked what I saw. <laughs> yeah. So good. I like so Cartoon good. Network's miniseries. They do that from time to time, where they have shows that are just like. Five episodes, and that's it. Like, they did one recently for uh, Infinity Train. Oh, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. That was yeah. really good and thought-provoking and completely outside of the norm yeah. for them. It's like, about this weird girl who eats onions. and Like uh, apples. Yeah. <laughs> and she got stuck on this train that every car has, like, a different theme, but it's, like, supernatural. So she goes in a car, and it's just, like, this vast wooded land yeah. and she has to like navigate across to get to the next car it's it's neat i don't want to say yeah it's that. very cool and yeah. the fact that she um eats onions like apples definitely explains why there's no other humans around <laughs> so i mean because you might want to have to hit somebody right. if they're just constantly breathing the, breath in your face <laughs> i'm remembering the eating onions like apples thing in some other cartoon or some other thing now it's gonna mm. bother me yeah Maybe yeah. it was Shrek or something like that. Maybe. Oh, yes, definitely. Just like, yeah. straight up eating it. Yep. Yep. Shrek absolutely did bite into onions. Yeah, like but it's apples. just like this will haunt you forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So we have invited Dee on the show for a very specific reason. As our 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 chief Popeye's sandwich correspondent. Is that it? That is one of many things that you are to me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is this? Are you just reenacting your wedding vows? I know, is that right? This yeah. I just, I just called this shot like so many years ago. It's like, hey, yeah. that chicken sandwich is gonna be fire. I want to lock this in. Second date, you were like, hey, girl. You know what? You're gonna be my chicken sandwich correspondent. Yep. Right. Exactly. Like I've seen the future. I've seen the future. And yeah, the future is us the talking future. about chicken sandwiches. The future is <laughs> in the chicken sandwich. So, for those of you that don't know, the Popeyes chicken sandwich is back. Yes, Lord. Yes. Woo! This yeah. time, it, hey, it's back and it's back to stay. Unlike that shady ass McRib. Fuck a McRib. Man. Oh, so they are making it permanent. 
Yeah, it's back yeah. there. Oh, good. Okay. That's yeah. good. And lines are already around the block. Like every Popeyes <laughs> I drive past on the way home, there's three. Um, okay, that's good to know that it's like going to be there for good because I'll yeah. just ignore it for a couple months and yeah. then try you it. You should because people are going to shady practices <laughs> to get this thing. And um, yeah, we uncovered this story, which we're like, this can't be true. This is Wall of Weird, guys. This is – you were starting right out. <laughs> yeah. With the wall this of is weird. our Wall of Weird because there's no good. way around it. It's it's I'm fucked good. up. It's not, it's not good. Oh, no. It's fucked up. Police <laughs> seek to ID suspect in death over chicken sandwich. Yeah. Death. What? People out here killing for this sandwich. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He did. <laughs> Upper <laughs> Marlboro, Maryland. Really? This is from the AP. In Maryland. Okay. Yeah. Wait, right. What did it say? What is the name called again? Upper Marlboro. Marlboro. Yep. Yeah. Marlboro. 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 Marble? Marlboro. Say Whatever. it like you're illiterate. <laughs> Upper Marlboro. It's like Marlboro. Super Marlboro. <laughs> Yahoo! Super Marlboro. Oh my God! It's a me, Smokey. Can, can you imagine smoking squares? Oh, Come probably. On. I mean, look with the shit that they've seen. They probably smoke well, a pack yeah, a day. That's right. That's right. They gotta like just sit against the pipe and just like Fred and Barney it. Like, oh God, I've seen so much. Did you see that turtle? That turtle came out of his shell and had a t-shirt on. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That just means he's walking around his house in a t-shirt all the time. I mean, that's all. He just comes out and he's all comfy and shit. And he's like, the fuck, man? My right, house? Right. You just stepped on my house and popped me out? You're right. That's not cool. Draws. Right. Well, does he? No. Yes. No, so he's, he's pork up, and Upper Mar Upper Marlboro. Back on set. <laughs> Back on set. No, no, no. Back. Upper Marlboro is um, east of D.C. Okay. And, okay. and south of Baltimore. So that's that's Baltimore. a... That is a sandwich right there of, of mayhem. Um, yeah. Okay, so a man who had been cutting in a line for chicken sandwiches yeah, at a crowded Popeye's restaurant in Maryland was stabbed to death by another customer who confronted him, police said Tuesday. Prince George's County Police Chief Hanks, Polish name. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Stowinski. Stowinski. <laughs> Appeal I'm for like the... 99% sure it's pronounced Stowinski. We're going with Stowinski. Appeals for the public's help in identifying the man who fatally stabbed 28-year-old Kevin Tyrell Davis once after their argument spilled outside the Oxen Hill restaurant Monday evening. Damn. Guys, Maryland's fine. Don't worry about Maryland. It's okay. Everything's <laughs> I mean, good. Good Lord. I oh. don't know. <laughs> Everyone always know. talks about Florida, and I'm like, yeah, a lot of weird stories come out of Florida, but damn, we got Look, some other states going with, with so some stuff going on. We just had this sandwich last night. It's It's been very, very trying at my day job, dear yeah. listeners, and Dee decided to go out of her way to get mm -hmm. me one of these fine chicken sandwiches. Mm -hmm. There oh. was... There was shenanigans oh, that took place, but nothing of this ilk. So, dear listeners, don't do a bid fucking chicken sandwich. Come on. Oh, no. It's a it's gonna be here. You know it's oh. you know, the thing <laughs> so a telling a telling um indication that this is going to be problematic is when you see the cooks yeah. in the back in the kitchen having prayer. Oh. 
Oh no! And they're and they're holding up like the sheets that they bake the biscuits on <laughs> as <What>? shields. <laughs> you know, like like <laughs> you know, like I mean, it has been it has been a trial and a tribulation so, to <laughs> all of them. Struggling through trying to provide these chicken sandwiches to all these people. And another thing, too, another thing, too, even if you go and get the chicken sandwich and you don't even have to deal with the line or whatever, be nice to all of the people working there, even if they're not nice to you. That is a hard job. Don't don't act like you're better than them. Don't be an asshole. Be nice. They thank you. You know, they're they're working a really tough job, especially with crazy so. It's true, and hopefully, people that have worked in retail and you know the restaurant industry, hopefully, they remember how difficult a job it is. Because yeah, it's it's yeah. just as difficult as it was before. Of all the things that change in this world, war never changes, Popeyes never changes. <laughs> that is true. It it's will always, always be that hood. And spot. unlike this war, <laughs> which I believe can change, Popeyes is not useful. Okay. <laughs> So check this out. So, all right, um, you know, it's, that's terrible. People are getting shanked over chicken sandwiches. Yeah. I just want to put that bow on that. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Um, people of Maryland, my heart goes out to you. Please do not kill each other over chicken sandwiches. People are doing some shady shit for these sandwiches again already. Mm-hmm. So at my job today, I was talking to a coworker of mine. Um, <laughs> I won't say her last name. Shout out to Ariel. She uh, was telling me that she... Say your last name. What's her social security? (laughs) (laughs) She was telling me that the people at her Popeyes that she goes to were basically just like stashing these sandwiches on the side. Wow. So they can have it after their shift was over. I can't do yeah. these people. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's some sad, sad shady mm, shit right man. there. That's I'm stuff. not surprised. No, I'm not either. But still, yeah. it's like, don't be all brazen about it. Don't be, like, oh, obvious about it. Dis- disappointed. Not surprised. <laughs> well, right. you know what? I got to give it. <laughs> There's one little argument I could say for that. And this kind of goes back to the whole, like, being nice sure. to the people who are working there and providing <laughs> you with this delicious fucking sandwich. Like, be, j- just be cool because, like, last night with my situation, when I went to get the, these uh, chicken sandwiches, there was a woman in front of me who was so rude. Who she was just so rude to them that the woman behind the counter just straight up said, "Hey, you know what? I don't have any fries. I don't have any biscuits. I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm sorry. All I have is chicken and chicken sandwiches. That's all I've got." And this yeah. lady was just like, "Fine, fine, whatever," and she left. And I stepped up right behind her, and I was like, wow, I'm so sorry. You guys are out of fries? And she said, no, we got fries. I'll give them to you. I was like, oh, well. I was like, well, I appreciate you, sister. Thank you so much. Right, right, right. Now it's all like you throwing up the fist and doing the the chest pump. The little little chest pump, like, yeah. mm, That's right, right. Tuck it in, tuck it in. I'm absolutely just, you know, hemming and hawing. I'm just like, oh, man, they got you working like a Hebrew slave, don't they? Good Lord. Wow, you are really out here. How long you been on on your ship? Like 12 hours? What's going on? Yeah. Girl, same. I'm so sorry. Right. Yeah. Your nails are so dope. Yeah. Oh, you know so well out here making this chicken with some bomb ass nails. I get wow. so much traction out of that. Yeah, it's like if somebody got nice nails, compliment the nails. There you go. Hundred percent of the time, you, you will get a good reaction. Yep, guaranteed. Take my. It doesn't matter the venue. Nope. You just take a moment and say, you know, who oh, your nails look very nice today. Right. You don't have to be like you know witty about it. Like, mm-hmm. good lord, nail. No, just nope. 
nails look very nice and right, well made. Right. Oh just my goodness. Properly just yeah. deliver that line. Yeah. And they just, oh, thank you. All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, you can get all your taxes taken care of. You can take, you can get an extension on that loan. You can get anything that you need. Anything. Like, just, just be complimentary. This is like a life hack moment. I'm like, I don't know about this. Like, I, I was like, I don't know. I've never complimented a woman on her nails ever. Oh man! Oh my goodness! That's man. that's the money right there. Especially, I mean, especially if they look like you know have a certain color to them, a little odd <laughs> color to them. Just be like, oh, wow, your nails are awesome. They will just thank you, sweetheart. What do you need? Like, oh my God, give me your wallet. <laughs> well, you give it to me, girl. You said my nails were cute. Yeah, here you go. Like, yeah. no problem. And it's, it's and good. you know it's what's nice. funny is saying that you know I never even thought about that before, but like that's a compliment that you can give that's like completely respectful and yeah. like not gross in it. Like that, like you can say that guy, girl, whatever, and it's not a thing. Like exactly, it, you're not you're not being like a creep. You know, right. like it can't be misconstrued. It's just no. it's straight up. Like it's I, just acknowledging, like, yeah, you put effort into that. That's great. Exactly. 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 You see somebody with nice nails. Shout out to the nails. Yes. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yes. Um, as as I'm typing this, uh, <laughs> okay. a friend of mine who I interact <laughs> with on Twitter uh, at the dazzling one says, "I regret to inform you that the Popeyes chicken sandwich does still slap." I would actually like another one right now. Yes. It's true. I just had one yesterday. Yep. I want another one right now. We just had dinner. We were it was discussing delicious, this. Yeah. And it was satisfying yeah. and wholesome and healthy. I still want a chicken sandwich right I now. Know. I know. Exactly. Lex, we, we, we wiped our mouths off last night, and then we started talking about the next time we're getting this chicken sandwich. <laughs> this is... This is, serious is, this is a this is an addiction, is. and I, we are acknowledging this. I believe you, and I kind of support you. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried, but like I do support you. I mean, as long as we throw some broccoli in there every now and then, it's yeah, fine. yeah, just break yeah. up, the, you know, break yeah. up the fat a little. But, just you know. like spying while you're eating, like <laughs> yeah. the broccoli. Oh, right. God. Take take a walk in a sandwich, you know. Just yeah, that's fine. <laughs> So it's it's still legit. Oh god. And get one when you can safely. Yeah. You know. <laughs> respect your fellow human beings as you do right. in your travels. Yeah. We have you not been listening to us? Be excellent to each other, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yes. Like, we say it every rule. single time. <laughs> this is a life rule. We yes. say that and Epstein didn't commit suicide. There you go. That's no, what we say. No, there you go. He's fucking murder. Guys, every episode. That's what we say. Every, what if we ended every episode episode now with Epstein didn't kill himself? I considered it. <laughs> like it's my turn tonight. I considered it in the episode. <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself. But you know what? It doesn't deserve. It doesn't deserve to be buried at the end. I'm saying it right now. Right, right, right up top. And the memes yeah. are great. I love those memes. Wonderful. Those and the the woman yelling at the cat memes that have, yeah. which has been around for a while, but is suddenly taking off again. I don't know yeah. why. Right. Like, oh, it, it, they're just killing me lately. It's, it's so good. It's oh, so good. I don't even know who that woman is. I just like she, oh, she's God. a real Ryan, housewife. Oh, Ryan sent me one. And what is the cat part though? Like, what, is that okay? Okay. 
Brian sent me one that's like shows a, a Maryland flag and it's and it's the woman yelling, it's Maryland. And then the cat going, Merlin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> right, we kill me. Yes. It's like out here we have um, we have somebody. Uh, we have one where it's like the lady saying uh, it's Garfield Boulevard. It's Garfield Boulevard, and the cat says, "Nah, that's 55th." Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's how it is. Man, it just... that's that is a super local reference. Yeah. thank you. We can we can put that hashtag Chicago podcast on this episode. There you go. There you go. With no guilt. <laughs> My favorite one that I've seen. It's uh the woman's going, "It's funeral program," and the cat goes, uh, "Obituary." Obituary. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, it's it's so good. That it's so cat. damn good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let you free be. Thank you so much for joining us on this little Thank you for Popeyes me. segment. Yes. Yes. You know. yes. Yeah. Be cool about the Popeyes people. <laughs> yeah, Matt was around. like, Can we have DM I'm like, Yes. Just <laughs> <laughs> Well thank you. I'm glad you second that that notion. Yeah. Always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, Thanks, Steve. Be cool, good people. Bye. <laughs> All right, listen, I'm going to call you right back. All right. Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what that is, D. She. Someone has <laughs> alcohol, apparently. She's, she's singing house music and expected me to know what it is. I know nothing of house music. What is house music? Oh, my God. Shut your face. You're from Chicago. <laughs> house music is a Chicago staple. Um, okay. It's 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 party music. Yes. And it's got a very persistent beat. Usually repetitive sample okay. of something or someone singing. Um, <laughs> and it's a lot of people's jams. They used to sell them on CDs at malls. Gotcha. Yeah, mixtapes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But cool. I mean, it's it's got a legacy. It's got a legacy that persists because people in Chicago are all about house music. Like Hannibal Burris is a DJ sometimes on the weekend, and he'll play nothing but house music. And they have like a house music festival that happens in May every year now. I think it's like the fifth year that's coming up. Um, yeah, that's the thing, man. People love that house music. Mm-hmm. But not cool. Me. So. Uh, <laughs> D is just making all the faces at me right now. All the faces. <laughs> I want that to be my new ringtone. Oh my god, I can't stand you. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't gotten that ringtone yet. <laughs> no, mine's a little bit of Lexus. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So we got a show. Got yes, we do. Show. Got stuff that's. We got so many submissions for. Yeah, we put that question out there. Everybody was just like happy. I mean, I love it when people are are, are enthusiastic about something and they want to make their voices heard. I love that. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, Um, we were initially talking about we were were wondering what we're going to talk about on the show tonight, and uh, we had a few ideas. Um, One of which was to uh, talk about some underrated movies that we enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Movies so. that just don't get enough love, maybe, you think? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, totally. 
That's kind of how I felt about when I was making, or I, I had already made a list and then I just kind of went back and like double checked and added some more recent films I've seen to it kind of thing. Yeah. What was your, how many were on your list again? Six? So I had six and then my seventh was, I'll just say now, cause I've already mentioned it on the show. It was Jarhead. Okay. Yeah. I, I talked about that on the show, right? Yeah, you have. Yeah. Yeah. That one's a good one. Um, that is. There's more detail on that in one of our past episodes. You figure it out. I, <laughs> I mean, people listen to every single episode, right? I mean, that's yeah, what they do. Yeah, if they haven't already, go back. I mean, it's there. They're there for you. They're right there for you. So I have six. How many do you have? I got six now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sound too sure about this. No, mine are very, like, I don't know what it is. Like, when I think underrated films. So my my my... Uh, metric for these was where they couldn't be like critically acclaimed, you know. Um, they had to be movies that came out and didn't make a whole lot of money. And it isn't something that I already talk about like nonstop as it is. Like, I had to eliminate Scott Pilgrim because I feel like Scott Pilgrim was too popular for yeah. me to throw on my list. Because to me, yeah. Scott Pilgrim is a great movie and I enjoy it and I talk about it all the time. So people already know that about me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I, I struggled with that too. One of my one of them is like from this year or late last year. I think it's actually just from this year, and I don't know how popular it is, but I know it like really resonated with me and has already become one of my favorites after just one viewing. Like mm. I already want to watch it again, which is rare for me okay. nowadays. Mm. You know, <clears throat> to have a movie where you're immediately like, I want to run it back. Like it's that good. <laughs> um, so. How do do you are yours ranked in any way? Because mine aren't. Not at all. No, okay. we we don't do the ranking thing. You know us. Well, <laughs> listen, I didn't think so, but I just wanted to double check. Okay, yeah. so I guess I'll start us off here. Uh, so the one that was okay, the one that was released this year, I think. Okay. Maybe late last year. And I just recently watched it, and holy shit, the writing in this movie, the performances, the direction, the music. Booksmart? Have you seen Booksmart yet? No. Oh, you know what? We talked about that. No, I didn't see it, though. Oh, but my God. To. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely underrated, because it seems like it just kind of came and went. I, it was so heavily advertised, but yeah, yeah, it seems like I after it that, came out. I think that it was always going to struggle to a degree because it was like it's it's not like it is an r-rated film so it's it's always going to have that threshold to try to overcome yeah and selling a teenage girl movie is going to be easier if it's pg-13 they they didn't do that but that's what i loved about it because there are so many r-rated guy movies that are teen films you know to be honest i I thought we were gonna get a lot more of those type of like woman uh, ensemble type comedy films, uh, female mm-hmm. films um, after Bridesmaids, but it seems like yeah. we didn't really get that wellspring, and I was disappointed because they viewed Bridesmaids as the exception, not the rule. Man. Like they, that is that is how these if they do well. I mean, it's the same with like you know. Uh, I mean, it's changing a little bit, but like successful black led films like Jordan Peele doing Get Out, for example, like it's a more recent one. But like he would be the exception, not the rule. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, by that it's it's just constantly underrating women and minorities in industry, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, it's, it's funny you bring that up because, uh, one of my underrated movies is one that I can't really talk about too much beyond what people already know. And that mm-hmm. movie, uh, was directed by Boots Riley, starring Lakeith Stanfield. Sorry to bother you. I still haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah, that's. I need to. <laughs> so you can't talk about it because it will give away like plot points. I can't talk about it because it's an experience that you need to have, and <laughs> I want everybody listening who is uh, cool <laughs> to check this movie out. Like, all right, so if you are someone that watches Atlanta, then mm-hmm. you will absolutely love this film. If you love anything else that Zazie Beetz has been in, she's in this as well, you will like this film. Um, it is an art house type of film. Uh, basically, what what they showed in the previews is just the tip of the iceberg. It's Lakeith Stanfield. He works in one of those uh, call center type jobs. Yeah. And um, one of his coworkers teaches him uh, that he has to have a certain type of voice to get ahead. And... That voice is, uh, portrayed, uh, by, by a couple different white actors, but it's just like the super nerdy type of like, oh, right. no, I, you can trust me to walk a grandmother across the street, but it's like David Cross and Patton Oswald. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember the trailer for it where yeah. it's like, it looked super weird, not yeah. in a bad way, but like just weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's super weird. And I think that's why it needs to be experienced. Like Heath Stanfield is a, is a, He's absolutely an underrated uh, actor. Um, he's he's kind of got that vibe like a, a Charlie Chaplin where he can just act in a way where he doesn't have to really say anything. But it's just his his movements and his facial expressions tell a whole story, you know? Yeah, that's I mean, it's so rare yeah. to find actors like that nowadays. Yeah, he's going to do something one day and it's just going to blow everybody away. It's going to be, uh, you know, he just needs that moment. He's he's yeah. had some great moments on Atlanta. Um, he has some great moments in this movie as well. But he needs something where he's the focus and all eyes are on him. So for you, when you're thinking of an underrated film, yeah. and I guess this is kind of a question about films in general, but are you thinking about like story? Are you thinking about performance? Is I, it is it a little bit of everything? I it, consider like, it something where it's like, okay, there's a great movie that I saw. And I don't hear anybody talking about it, right? Yes. So okay. like yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show didn't make a lot of money, but everybody talks about it. It's a cult yes. classic. Everybody knows yeah. Rocky Horror. Fight Club, same thing. Nobody saw it at the movies, but when it came out on video, everybody saw it, and it became some yep. weird uh, fuckboy mantra. Uh, you know, Office uh, Office Space is the exact same way. Completely yeah. tanked. Yeah, yeah. So movies like that. Underrated initially, but then become cult classics. I tried to leave them off of the list. <laughs> These are just yeah. movies that I enjoy that I feel like more people should have, should uh, should check out and uh, you know yeah. recommend to others. Like this should be a cult classic or something yeah. like. But sorry to bother you. Such a good movie. Uh, Carlin Carlin Meyer, the uh, president of CNSC, uh, she dressed as the, the character for for Nerdoween this past year too. I got it. When did that come? Was it last year or was it the year before? Uh, twenty eighteen. So 20, yeah, December yeah. twenty eighteen. Yep, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was so recent because it's like that's why I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think it's I think it's on Hulu now. Yeah, it's so a, it's I saw a home release. I know that, but I don't know yeah. where exactly. Um, looks like Amazon has it for four dollars. Thanks, Google. Okay. <laughs> Creepy. No. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> 
What's funny is I have two Brendan Fraser films <laughs> on my list. <laughs> Guys, okay. <laughs> we love Brendan Fraser on the show. We do. Like, he's the best. So I'm going to pick one of those films now. Okay. Uh, did you ever see Blast from the Past? Of course I saw Blast from the Past. I love that movie. Oh, my God. It's so sweet and fun. And Adam is such a weirdo. Um, and I kind of I remember just like watching that when I was younger. I watched that movie so many times. But I remember watching it when I was younger and being like, this is the greatest movie ever. Yeah. Because it was just I liked this idea of this really sweet guy. And they've done this trope a lot with with female characters. Where or. or, or uh, yeah, female characters, and they have the actress come in. She doesn't know the world, and she's completely lost. And then this guy has to save her, and it's like the the white knight thing. Yeah, is like the whole yeah. So it's like okay, that story's been done, and it's a little bit problematic now. But yeah, that aside, like what I liked was Blast from the Past completely reversed it, and had this guy going out into the world, and he has no concept of how to function. And then there's Alicia Silverstone, which, once again, I love Alicia Silverstone. Like, it's just like Brendan Fraser. Like, I love this actress. And their chemistry, just everything about that movie was it, – it, it feels like the kind of movie that you're like, how did they make this – how did, was this movie ever made? <laughs> right, right. Because it's such a weird concept. It's of, interesting. I, I, I like Blast from the Past so much. I think it's a great movie. Um, yeah. I'm just looking at like the the budget for it according to the report here. Yeah. Forty million dollars. Where see that should not have cost forty million dollars. Right, because sorry to bother you, which was made in 2018, cost three point two million dollars. Okay, well that you can't really compare the two. I know it's just funny. Mid- <laughs> this we've had this conversation in the past of like a when Harry Met Sally movie was made years ago and yeah. that budget I think I, I if I had to guess you can look it up okay. but like if I had to guess how much when Harry Met Sally was made I would say it was between thirty and forty million dollars when that film was made I mean and that that was a middle range film and they just don't really do that anymore they're either nothing movies like Sorry to bother you which is like under ten million dollars yeah. or they're gigantic blockbusters they're like two hundred million dollars when Harry met Sally cost sixteen million dollars sixteen right. that is insane that's surprising. yeah so like forty million is too high for that movie that movie should have cost <laughs> about twenty to make yeah. last fast yeah and they would have made their profit back like that would it would have been way more successful I'm sure it was <laughs> because Brendan Fraser was like really in at that point i'm sure he got a big paycheck i'm sure christopher walken got a big paycheck i mean it's it's brendan fraser christopher walken sissy spacek and uh alicia um, silverstone alicia silverstone yeah that cast is incredible like i hope they got paid you know i hope that was a big reason why it cost that much but yeah that's that's kind of ridiculous you know it's funny Uh, like i i agree with everything that you said about the movie i enjoyed it for those reasons but i also just enjoyed uh how cute Sissy Spacek and Christopher Walken were in the bunker when they were yeah. raising Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yeah, so the the whole concept of this movie, if you haven't seen it, is Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacek in the 1960s are kind of conspiracy-type people thinking that the atom bomb is going to drop on them. Right. So they build a fallout shelter, and this was a, like a thing that people did. They built fallout shelters to survive. So they... 
lines get crossed, they think that an atomic bomb went off on their house. Mm -hmm. So they like they he had it set where automatic doors close for like 30 years or something <laughs> like that. So they raised their kid in solitude. Yes. In this bunker. And then the kid has to go out into the world. It's it's so it's such a great romantic comedy, family comedy. Like it, it's just <laughs> It's so good. It's like two movies. Like, I would watch the whole it movie is. of the families just raising him in the bunker. Like, that's interesting to me. But that They I, spent a really good amount of time doing that, they too. They did. And what, one little, like, thing that I love is that the dad had the foresight to, like, buy stock an apple before they went in. And then he yeah. came out, and everybody's, like, super rich now because it did so well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just little things like has vintage baseball cards and you yeah. know, but they're they're in great shape because he doesn't know they're worth anything and he's completely <laughs> innocent because he just has like his parents that are both good people raising him in right. solitude. So he's, you know, got the best manners in the world and it, it's just it's very it's just a very interesting movie. Yeah. Um and I don't think it gets enough love. Me, that's that's a good choice. That's a real good yeah. choice. Um, one of my favorite ones, and this is I'm kind of cheating a little bit because I was just like, oh yeah, these are movies I don't talk about all the time. Okay. Mystery, mystery men, you know. Oh um, yeah, yeah, just definitely. Great ensemble cast, you know, and uh, unfortunately the uh, the movie that launched the career of uh, Smash Mouth. Via All Star. <laughs> hey, you know what? Okay, <laughs> they Smash made Mouth, their money. Smash Mouth has redeemed themselves in my eyes because they're they're like <laughs> on Twitter, yeah, being super fucking cool all the time. They I, are. I, you know, I, I'm I'm okay with Smash Mouth now. So in I'm retrospect, not listen to them, but like you know, I'm cool with them. In retrospect, with uh, Mystery Men, there were a couple things that I wish they'd have done differently, of course. Um, I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. One, one of the things I always had a problem with is because I had a I had a crush on Janine Garofalo. I wanted them to introduce her sooner in the movie. Um, she was, like, super funny. So I'm like, yes, Janine Garofalo's in this. And she's kind of, like, in it, but not, like, all in it. So I'm like, all right, Hank Azari is fine. Uh, Paul Rubens is good, I guess. William H. Macy, though. William H. Macy stole the show for me just with that one line saying, I shovel well. Like, that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, Janine Garofalo in Romeo and Michelle yeah. is the one that always gets me. Where I'm like, oh my god, she's this bitter, like, chain-smoking. <laughs> yeah, I love Janine Garofalo. That is a good choice. And yeah, I mean, I, would, I think that there are more people weirdly discovering Mystery Men now. Yeah. Or talking about it more. Because I have seen it mentioned a little bit. But yeah, not a lot of people saw that. That was a movie that like you could bring up ten years ago and nobody would know what you're talking about. Yeah, it like you know, it came out at a time that superhero movies weren't that big. It was already kind of like making fun of the genre. It was based on a comic book um called Flaming Carrot, where they didn't even include Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Bob Burton, who who is a writer and illustrator he made this comic book called Flaming Carrot, which is just literally about a man who has a giant flaming carrot as a mask. And, I mean, it's unwieldy. Like, the, the stem of the carrot goes all the way, like, a foot above his head, and the tip of it is all the way down below, below his feet. Okay. I don't I don't get the design, but it was just wacky enough for me to get into. I love the tick. So it was like, okay, this is kind of the yeah, same vein. Yeah. 
but the artwork is so crude and the humor is just so like you know pinup girl sort of like madcap noir action that sort of thing with this guy with a fire fiery carrot forehead it was just nuts so and when i heard they were coming out with a movie i'm like i gotta see this and then yeah. he wasn't even in it so i mean it shouldn't have worked the cast is just so varied. Like, we mentioned Janine Garofalo, William H. Macy, Paul Rubens, of course, you know, the former uh, Pee Wee Herman, uh, Hank Azaria, incredible voice actor from The Simpsons. But then you got, like, Kel Mitchell, you know? You got uh, Tom Waits <laughs> with his gravelly yeah, voice. Yeah, I mean, it's so obscure. Yeah, yeah. You got the goody mob in there for some reason with CeeLo. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, just a, a wide variety of people. Um, Dane Cook, I don't, yeah, I guess he was important back then. So, whatever. Anyway. No, that was that was before Dane Cook took off. Yeah, yeah, he must Way have before. been on the come up. Because that's like late 90s, right? Yeah, yeah. Dane Cook didn't take off until like early 2000s, like 2003, 2004, something yeah. like that. So he was probably like still doing clubs and met some of these folks. And they just like, yeah. hey, come on down, do this one little, because he was. Well, this... Yeah, not to say that Dane Cook wasn't doing anything then it's just it was pre like <laughs> let's put dane cook in every movie kind of thing because he's the hot guy in town yeah whatever. there's this uh this actor doug jones who is somebody that um you've seen him or you've seen him acting but you don't know who he is he plays abe sapien in the hellboy movies he was in the shape of the water of course um yeah so he's way before all that he played a character named Pencilhead in mystery <laughs> men like just, I need to revisit Mystery Men. Yeah, I think it's 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 critical viewing. Check it out. It's good stuff. I love it. It cost $33 million to make. <laughs> wow. Last from the past costs more money than Mystery, Mystery Men. Men. And Mystery Men had we a flying bowling ball. Today. What what yeah. I don't yeah. I don't get movies. I don't either. Okay. All I don't right. What's, what's your next one? Okay, my next one, I referenced this in uh, the original post that I made where we were asking you guys. I guess we should also start reading other people's ideas. Yeah. Like what they like along the way. We'll do that after I pick this one. For sure. So, so um, my next one is called Imagine Me and You. Mm. Okay. So I don't even think this got a theatrical release. To my knowledge, it didn't. Um, this is a rare, wonderful movie that is a lesbian rom-com. And it was released in 2004, 2005, something like that. And it stars Lena Headey. So Cersei from Game of Thrones was in it. And Piper Perabo. And it's, it's really like... It, it, there's just it's such a sweet movie it's funny but mostly it's just it'll like make your heart happy that's that's how i view <laughs> that movie uh and i of course earlier was looking for a quote i was looking for a funny quote to post uh <laughs> and i ended up finding a different one and then i got lost in all of the quotes from that movie that i love so i kind of went down like the google rabbit hole of that but yeah, it's a movie that not a lot of people know about. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have ever really, at least at that time, found a mainstream audience because, I mean, that, like, it's not going to sell, especially in, like, 2004. That's not going to be 
um, a thing that mainstream audiences would want to see. I'm, I'm assuming 2005. Sorry. It was 2005. Um, I'd like to think that it would sell better now, but I don't know. I think it would. I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, not because the world is ready for it, but just because people just don't give a fuck anymore. Like, about hiding their enjoyment of that type of media. They celebrate it, thankfully. Um, you know. So, so it has a, this is, this is just a good idea of how, like, Rotten Tomatoes is bullshit. Sorry, <laughs> just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes has it at 34%. Wow. Um, but after Ellen, which, sucks now but like for anyone after ellen ranked it in the top 50 lesbian bisexual characters both of the char- two main characters in the movie and autostraddle ranked it as 18 on the list of 103 best lesbian films of all time mm. so it's acclaimed within the community that it was aiming toward but like outside <laughs> of it people are like yeah like i don't like this i mean i don't i don't get that man it's like you don't have to like associate yourself with every single character and every single thing you watch. No. If there are two characters of the same sex falling in love and you're like, ooh, cooties, it's like, what? Who are you? No, you you can watch this movie, it whether you're straight, gay, whatever. Like you can male, female, you can watch this if you like rom com type things. Yeah. Like, and dramedy Hell sort yeah. of. Thing, you Hell can yeah. enjoy this movie. Like right. it's well well done um and i really i still love it so yeah. much i mean uh, i end up rewatching all these damn movies <laughs> well that's good this is this is why we do this but to give people ideas of what they should check out and you love it so much that you're inspired to watch it again that's great yeah. so yeah let's let's check out some recommendations yes from our please. dear listeners from from adventurers like you. So for some listening. of the people that made big lists, Matt, you can just kind of pick and choose if you want. Yeah. Okay. There's um, some, like, just pick some of your favorites if you want. Right. So Paul Calico, he had a yeah. few, he had quite a few. Some mm-hmm. of which I never heard of, some of which I'm familiar with. I'm but jealous. have you heard of one of the ones that he mentioned, which is Page Master? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that was, good. Um, because Page Master was the shit. That was Macaulay Culkin's animated film where he was a yes. book, right? Wasn't he yeah. a book? He went into the books. He went into the with, books. He went into the books with the books. <laughs> now, there's one recurring movie on here that I'm really surprised to see. We're going to come back to it. I'm going to let y'all guess when I read this list which one it is. Uh, Bub- Bubba Hotep, which is pretty fucking sweet. I wish I remembered that one. I would put it on my list. Warriors of Virtue, which I haven't heard of. Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Enemy Mine. I forgot about that movie. Oh, I yeah, really with Dennis that. Quaid. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. You know, that movie could be remade, and and I think it would work. I, I know that so might too. be controversial, but I think it, it would be – actually, it might provide some really nice commentary for today. <laughs> yeah, people would call it like, oh, this is liberal, blah, blah, you know, whatever. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, TMNT, the motion picture, they've remade that so many times. I think he's but talking you know about what? the original. Why not one more? Why not one more? Why not? Page Why? Master, Brave Little Toaster, yes. Now, yeah. I enjoy Brave Little Toaster so much. I love the music. I love the animation. It's a mm-hmm. beautiful film. What Was I that don't, a Bluth film? I don't know. I, it seems like it's got that same type of charm, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah, I'll look it up. Go ahead. <laughs> what I don't know, what I don't understand, is why the brave little toaster went to Mars. That's what I just. I mean, I guess the boy I became under, an I, astronaut. I never got into any of the sequels with that. No. Uh, just, no, that was directed by Jerry Reese. Oh, Reese. okay. Cool. Uh, um, Tank Girl. Tank Girl was cool because we got to see Ice-T as mm-hmm. an anthropomorphic um, kangaroo. Cool. <laughs> and then Homeward Bound, the wonderful tale of two dogs and a cat trying to get home. Yeah, that movie upset me a lot when I was a kid. Really? Why did it upset you? Because I didn't like the idea of them being gone. <laughs> I didn't they... like the idea <laughs> of that. I, I, I know that it ended happily, but it really stressed me out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was worried about them. Oh, man. All right. So um, we go over to the Instagram for for a hot second and check out. Our friend Pauline, whose Instagram is Z-A-V-A-L-A-6, the number six. Look, I'm telling you, if you want to follow somebody cool, follow Pauline. She posts all kind of cool art, and, you know, you, there's bound to be pictures of, of Gabby on there, too. I mean, just guessing. They cute. <laughs> they cute. They cute together. They, they cute. They cute. Yeah. Um, so she throws down with Empire Records, which... Yeah, I mean, the soundtrack was dope already. Never met a girl like you before. I love that. Um, Y'all dazed... know I love Liv Tyler. What? Yeah. <laughs> dazed and confused. Good film. Mall mm-hmm. Rats. Absolutely but... one of my favorites. And you know what? That is exactly what we're talking about here. That belongs on this list because yeah. of all of Kevin Smith's films, which you can call cult classics, Mall Rats seems to be the one that is completely underrated. And I always wonder why that is. It's got a Stan Lee cameo. It's got a mall. It's got one of the bullies from Boy Meets World. It's got yeah, Jason no. Lee. <laughs> it's got a little bit to of everything. To be honest, I, I don't know. I yeah. really don't know. Yeah. Um, because I've always loved it too. I, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I watched that movie, I think three times in a row with my little cousins, uh, <laughs> one weekend and we were just like, we fell asleep during the third one, to be honest, to be fair. But those first two times, excellent. Good fun. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> just one of the guys and go. And these are also classic like I saw like, just 90s. one of the guys years ago, I think. Oh. Uh. I don't remember it 100%. Um, but if it's the one I'm thinking of, I did enjoy it. I've never seen Go, shockingly. Go is one of those movies that I remember when I was working at um, – nationwide video that was always like on the shelf it had that like distinct blue box art mm-hmm. with the girl oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's like oh I man know exact, i know what the movie is uh-huh. and i remember that box i remember seeing that plenty of times but i never <laughs> picked it up yeah so i i think it's time we give it a watch so yeah. thanks thanks pauline thanks paul for your for your recommendations uh do you want to read a couple or yeah yeah so semi uh semi irregular which yeah. is podcast friends hi yeah. Hello. um so picked begin again with with mark ruffalo and kira knightley this is another one of those movies where i feel like i've seen it but i can't quite remember i don't understand why uh julie and julia Mystery. because of meryl Str- yeah, yeah. My- last holiday the holiday, which I thought that was really funny how it was like. <laughs> uh, I remember, I, I actually just watched the holiday recently for the first time. I did enjoy it. it All right, let's, let's go back one. 
Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Yes. Absolutely un- underrated movie. I yeah. love that movie. Queen Latifah is just enchanting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I mean, ever since she, like, I first saw her in Chicago, that was the first, like, acting. I don't remember how much she, I mean, she did television before, but was she doing movie acting at that point? She did Living Single. She did, um. Yeah. But, what like, was, was she called? in movies before that? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in, uh, Set It Off. Oh, right. So, anyway, yes. I, the first movie that I saw Queen Latifah in, because I'd seen her in television, but the first movie that I saw her in was, yeah. uh, Chicago. And I was like, holy shit, she's so good. <laughs> yeah, she really is. She's a great singer. She's a great performer. She's like just such a good actress. Um, was Chicago before or after Bringing Down the House, that movie where she and Steve Martin kind of fell? Mm, that was either the same year or it was right before. <laughs> Chicago was right before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Bringing Down um, the House was a fun movie. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, she's done some stuff. Same year, same year. <laughs> Wait, no, Chicago might have been 2002. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. It was. So, so the year after. Yeah, I, I got it slightly mixed up. Yeah. So Chicago came out in 2002. Bringing Down the House came out in 2003. Shout out to Queen Latifah. Shout out yeah. to Semi Regular. Thank you for those recommendations. Yeah. Always come with and then last ones, I didn't, I didn't finish. Swiss oh. Army Man and then Fern Gully. <laughs> I'm still on the fence about Swiss Army Man and I want you to watch it so we can talk about it. Okay. I will get to it. <laughs> uh, let's see. We now also Fern have Arturo. Fergally was, I think that was a blues. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Arturo, last one here. Um, okay. one of my favorite, he said one of my favorite Jet Li movies, Unleashed. Yeah. Yes. Jet Li, definitely underrated. I mean, you know, think about, right great... about Mario Brothers being a weirdly <laughs> reoccurring thing here. Yeah. So Janelle Greenfield comes in hot with the Mario Brothers movie. And one that, you know, it's interesting. I haven't thought about this in a while. Lady Vengeance. Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Uh, it was a movie that came out as kind of like a, uh, a trilogy. It was, uh, Mr. Vengeance, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, and Old Boy. And Old Boy was the one that got all the attention because it had great action. Mm-hmm. And it's got this twist at the end that people. Not a fan. No. No, not no. a fan. Not no. a fan of it. No, I no. found out that twist ahead of time, and oh, I was like, "Cool, I'm never gonna watch this." Oh, okay. See, yeah, I mean, I can't. All right. <laughs> I mean, if I if I didn't know beforehand and watch the movie, and then yeah. that twist was was revealed, I yeah. might have been different. Like sometimes that does ruin a movie for you. So yeah, and I mean, you know what? <laughs> to be to be fair to movies like that, it happens a lot with those like. Shakespearean type movies and like, you know, the British like, uh, well to do films and that sort of shit. So it's like, okay, it happens here and it's like nefarious. Like you, it just sounded like when I initially heard it. Yeah. And this might be too judgmental, but it sounded like a, um, like a boy wrote this and I don't want a lot. Like it, it, there was just something about that twist that I was like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's I, supposed I might, to make you feel that way, though. So that's, yeah, I don't know. That's true. Yeah. I, <laughs> this is also why, like, I couldn't sit through all the Saw movies, kind of thing. Like, I, I, I have my problems with uh, certain things, and I'm like, no, 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 right, don't right. do that. Please don't. Yeah. I mean, Please. yeah. It's it's not it's not for everybody, but 
It was it was an interesting film. Uh, Audition. I know that, but I can't think of what it's about. I think that was a straight to to DVD type of movie. I'm pretty sure it was too. Yeah. Um, I've never seen it. I know if I see the cover, maybe I oh. can remember the cover. That's what's sad. Yeah, that's all you got. Like, the rental, like it was I'm pretty sure it had like a woman with like her arm stretched out or something like that. Yeah, she got like a syringe in her hand. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. So that came out in ninety nine. That's what I'm not familiar with, but like you, I've seen this cover before. Yeah, yeah, it was just one of those that was always there. Yeah, it's a Korean horror movie. I'm sure Dee has seen it, but she's in the land of the voice right now. Watching Darius Rucker train some performers, so she's gone to us. <laughs> you and me, we come from different worlds. I'm done. That was yeah. I, I hate that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know all the words of that song. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Okay, weird. I know way more Shania Twain lyrics than anyone should. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for meeting me halfway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Guess what? We're all shamed in this game. Yeah. Now, there was uh, – yeah, we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that. thank you for everybody for writing in. Uh, these yeah. are some great answers. Uh, you guys are the best and girls. Yeah. And we really sincerely appreciate you for letting us know. Yeah. Oh, uh, the dazzling one who gave us that Popeye scoop earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she came with a late one in the game. The Dewey okay. Cox story. Walk hard. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait. That one is an amazing suggestion because that film is completely underrated. It's one of the best parodies I've ever seen. It like is. it's so good. Oh, yeah. I need to rewatch. Yeah. And I think people didn't realize it was supposed to be like that hard of a parody or that accurate of a parody. They filmed it like an Oscar movie. They, they did. specifically filmed that movie like an Oscar film. <laughs> and the actors were like, I remember watching Jenna Fisher in an interview and she's like, I got trained in singing and everything. And I guess her voice, like something went wrong with her voice. So someone else had to sing, but like they went all out for it. That's great. Like, and this was before John C. Riley was like a bigger deal, you know? So yeah. I think people slept on it. If it had come out after Wreck-It Ralph, I think people would have seen it. What's funny is Walk Hard. I there was a whole Rolling Stone article a couple years back about how Walk Hard ruined those movies. Like they didn't make those movies for years, and then just now that you know Bohemian Rhapsody brought it back, and now it's a thing again. Yeah, but it's yeah. exact. Like if you watch Bohemian Rhapsody, it's the same through line that yeah. all of those movies had for several years. There, it's got those same tropes. Yep. Yeah. Oh God, Bohemian Rhapsody is particularly bad about it. Uh, look. I'm not going to lie. I don't recommend Bohemian Rhapsody. I do recommend Rocket Man. Wait, I, I think Rocket Man was what Bohemian Rhapsody should have been. Now, I, I saw that Rocket Man is on Plex, so I got to check that out. I, yeah. I, so it's, yeah. it's there. Yeah. Um, what I don't recommend, and I've been meaning to warn you about this, and I'm going to do it on mic so everybody knows, uh, Prairie Home Companion, disappointing. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your time. Yeah. It's, ugh, It's ugh. been a few years. That one for me, but it's, yeah, it's real bad. That and the fact that we know that Garrison Keillor was a weirdo now too, you know? Yeah, yeah. It just he man, he ruined that industry. That that whole fucking brand, he ruined. I mean, yeah. I used that to takes love him. love Prairie Home Companion. Love that uh, shit. Yeah, and it's just gone. 
I know. It's sad. It's happened yeah. to a lot of good things. No more no more powdered milk. No more. Let's go. No more. Um, <laughs> anywho. <laughs> All right, so we still got a few more on our lists, right? I, yeah. I have three left. How many do you I have? Think, I think I have three as well. Okay. Um, oh, I got four. Yeah, because you just went. Okay, so I got... you won then first. Okay, so mine is – this is going to be a fairly quick one because there's really not much to say about it besides it's um, – it was enjoyable. So, uh, okay. you know, folks may know I used to co-host a show called Digital Dumpster Diving uh, yeah. with, with my buddy Dave Martin. We would take movies that were reviewed middle of the road on Netflix uh, mm-hmm. when they still showed you the rating, and uh, we would watch them and figure out if they were worth your time or if they were trash. So we watched this movie called The Similars, uh, and it hmm. is actually pretty dope. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed this movie. So the movie uh, is is uh, it's all in Spanish. And it was released, I want to say, like 2015. And it it is framed just like a Twilight Zone episode. Like, it's movie length, but it feels like a Twilight Zone episode. It's black and white. And all this wild stuff happens, but just the production of it. And you could tell it was all done on a shoestring budget, but that adds to the charm. Um, and the effects are just so, like, quaint. <laughs> you could, it's like somebody just made this movie because they just love Twilight Zone. And it shows. Uh, it's called The Similars. It's on Netflix. Hmm. Give it like an hour and a half of your time. You won't be disappointed. It'll at least give you something to talk about, but it's yeah. underrated. I I've don't hear heard anybody of it. talk about this movie. The The cover art is beautiful, um, and the production team that made it, and there's nobody of note in this movie, at least not mm. that I've seen you know, do anything since then. But the production team is so great. Like even when we tweeted out about it, when we covered it on Digital Dumpster Diving, they like retweeted us and were like, "Thank you for watching" and stuff like that. Just real cool. So, I guess that's kind of just like a little uh, a, a passion film for me as well. I I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. And it was a good time, and I think you'll. Yeah, I I don't. We'll have to mention them when we make this post too, because. <laughs> I mean, all, no, seriously, always give little indie films shout outs like that because yeah. that, that rules. Um, yeah, I I don't know anyone who was involved in this. So that's really great. Yeah, it's uh, 2015. Love- it's a Mexican supernatural thriller written by Isaac Esbon. And cool. yeah, I got nothing else uh, on his resume that looks familiar to me. But man, yeah. he's he's got some passion. So yeah, check this out. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, so my next one, which one? Let me do the other Brendan Fraser one. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, school Ties. School Ties. Did you ever watch School Ties? I did. I loved School Ties. <laughs> and I will say this, I liked it more than Dead Poets Society. Ooh. Dead Poets Society was the one that got all the love, and I was like, what about School Ties, guys? <laughs> what about it? Anti-Semitism. It's a problem with these waspy people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Loved it. It's a great movie. <laughs> Brendan Fraser shines once again in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Really great. Um, basically, it's about a kid who, a uh, young uh, Jewish kid who gets accepted into this prestigious boarding school to play football. Yeah. And it's basically about him having to hide the fact that he's a Jew. Uh, and it's in the 1950s. So. Okay. It's a very – I think it says a lot about 
Jewish history and assimilation and like all of these things that are still relevant today in a lot of different cultures um, and how anti-Semitism can be so strong within certain communities. It's just, it, it has like deeply unsettling um, themes and then it, it's kind of that like rising above it. And I don't know, it was, it was interesting and it wasn't a movie that was like, yeah, all of our problems are solved now. Like, you know, it's not one of those movies. It's just like, everything's great. It's like, no, you know, things are kind of messed up and uh, it's about dealing with that. So I really love that movie. Yeah, I liked it too when it came out. It's it's one of those that it's not on top of my list, but if it's on, I watch it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I think that a lot of underrated films are the ones that like you go back and rewatch. But it's one of those movies that I'm not saying like go rewatch it, but I think if you haven't seen it, I think yeah. you should watch. It. I think it's worth your time. <laughs> Definitely. All right, what you got? Okay, so my next one. Now, I was reminded of this movie because of um, uh, Dolomite. We talked about that a little bit last yeah. week. And I watched that, by the way. Oh, did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. Very much. Cool, 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 cool. cool, cool. And uh, I forced my dad to watch it, too. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, and in the beginning, he was like, what is this? And then by the end, he went... That was based on a true story. Yeah. He didn't know it was he didn't know it was a real thing. So he was like, "Oh man, that was cool." Like he right. actually ended up really loving it too. <laughs> so, of course, Dolomite was based on a true story. Yeah. And the character of uh Dolomite was one that was like always talking himself up, and making all these outlandish stories about himself that no possible human man could accomplish. So, <laughs> this next movie, they took that concept and they separated the characters of the hype man and the actual legend himself. And that movie is Black Dynamite. I've so, never seen Black Dynamite. I know about it, but I've never seen it. <laughs> For those that don't know about it, Black Dynamite is a parody of those old yeah. 70s black exploitation films yeah. where you just get this bad motherfucker who can do karate <laughs> and he's just got a fro and it is perfect and everything is just going his way. And he's got his own theme song and everything. And he's got this hype man named Bullhorn. And Bullhorn mm -hmm. is basically just like Dolomite. He's kind of like got a little pot belly going. He's not the most attractive man in the world, but he can talk some mad game. <laughs> so <laughs> they're always getting in all kind of fights. And so, of course, everything he says in rhyme, he's like, oh, you a corn fed fool with a lot of muscle mass. But it's time for Bullhorn to get up in that ass, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. That is awesome. Man. And there's just so much about this movie that is just hilarious. And it's just like, you know, dealing with all these tropes um, that, you know, it's just taking it just right on the nose. It's like, yeah, this is a trope. We're going to shine a light on it. It makes fun of itself. Like, there's a scene where uh, he's talking to a bad guy and the boom mic is visible. And you're like, oh, that's a movie mistake. But no, like Michael Jai White, who's the star of the film, he's Black Dynamite. He looks up at it and like tries to kind of shoo it away a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I, mean, I do need. It's been on my list for a long time of like because I I watched the trailer and I've seen clips of it, but I've never watched it all the way through. Like, or I've never I've never sat down and watched the movie. 
Yeah, it's it's out there, man. It's so <laughs> out there. You, it'll it'll put a smile on your face. Like it's just so wild. I um, love that though. I love films that like get you know take risks like that and yeah. do something cool and different. Cedric Yarbrough is in it as well. He plays a side character named Chocolate Giddy Up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, he, it's not Chocolate Giddy Up. He says it a certain way. He says Chocolate Giddy Up. He has to do it like that. And am, I, am I allowed to call you Chocolate Giddy Up now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to run that by the wife. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, no. Cedric. We just Cedric had this Yarbrough. conversation earlier where we're like, "There's no hetero, but can we?" <laughs> now nah, we're gonna have to veto this one. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard veto. But Cedric Yarbrough, who's the black dude from um, uh, 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 Reno 911, he <laughs> plays that. He plays the pimp Chocolate Gideon, and Black Dynamite comes into this like pimp meeting or something like that. That's the best way to describe it. And he's like trying to tell them, yeah, I'm about to clean up the streets and no more guns, no more violence, no more drugs in the community. And he pipes in. He goes, but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs in the community, <laughs> like. <laughs> Not me, I'm your boy. Don't do. <laughs> what, what year was this made again? Oh man, this is like I want to say 2016, 2017. Oh, yeah. it's older than that. It's 2009. I'm old. Wow. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. But yeah, it's it it had its own spinoff into a cartoon that was on Adult Swim for a while. Uh, it was done by the same animation team, Madhouse, that did uh, you know uh, Death Note and mm. I'm trying to think of the one you know uh, Boondocks. I was yeah. just saying, I, I know I knew what Death Note was, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah no, but... I had a lot of friends were into that, tried to get me into that in high school, and I was like, I don't understand this. Yeah, yeah that's a sad boy. But I man. like it because you like it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. I'm part of the team. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was it was more of the, like, I don't get this, but I'm like, cool. <laughs> Neato. Yeah, it's, it's definitely sad boy anime. Um, but yeah. back to Black Dynamite, it's a great <laughs> film and it should be checked out. I think yeah. it's really good. Yeah, that's a good choice because mm-hmm. I know other people have recommended that in the past where it's like, yeah, this is a movie that you should not sleep on. Like no. this one, I'm this one. I feel like if you know it, I'm going to be shocked. And mm-hmm. I actually had a professor reference this movie the other day and I, I freaked out in class and everyone mm-hmm. was like, fucking calm down and i was like i'm sorry i've just never met another i've only met like one other person who's seen this movie in my life it's called saved oh you know what i know about saved with macaulay culkin saved is big big person yeah it's that's that's a big movie in the uh in the theater community yes absolutely (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah um so saved is about a girl who's in catholics or not catholic school it's like a christian like non denomination christian school um she's in this school and like they're super bible thumping ultra religious and it's a dark comedy and satire and she gets pregnant and like it's dealing with all of that um one of my one of my favorite moments in that movie was because Mandy Moore was in it. And this was when Mandy Moore first started like breaking into acting. Yeah, because um, she was just like a pop star before that, and then she fought really hard to like become an actress. Um, she Mandy Moore throws a Bible and <laughs> she throws a Bible at this girl's back, and she's like, "I am filled with Christ's love." <laughs> <laughs> just screaming at her, throwing the, and like it is so good. Um, so, like it, it will make you laugh 
um, if you've ever been involved in like church or Christian school, like religious communities and that's, I don't know if it's true with other like types of religions and everything, but like you will recognize a lot of things and yeah. you'll be like, I do not like this. I am in this picture. Like, you know, <laughs> you will be like, Oh no, I feel personally attacked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like that. It's and so good though. And it's so underrated. All your favorite, uh, manic pixie dream girls are in this movie. Like Jenna Malone. Yeah. Mary Louise Parker. Uh, yeah. Mandy Moore. <laughs> it's got a great cast. Yeah. yeah really yeah, yeah. great cast. But it's funny, just like all those all those girls who were like just like, oh my god, you know, I want to be. By the girlfriend. way, I have two Jenna Malone movies on my list as well. Ah. <laughs> That's a weird one, but it's it's true. She happens to be in another movie. Two thousand four. Yeah. It's a good ten, movie. Ten million dollars. Cost? To yeah. make? Yeah, cost me. Yeah, that seems me. about right. Yeah, I mean that's that's good for a movie like Saved. I could see that working. Yeah, you know, you pay these kids these to show other up. Other ones that you're like, them. why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Like, who got paid off to make this film? Who needed the hush money for this movie to get made? Yeah, and man, it's just it it took a lot of risks. That movie. I, yeah. I really I enjoy the hell out of that movie. Oh, it was very controversial at the time. I oh mean, yeah, yeah. You know, every time it was bought up, it was always like, you know, are your kids watching this? Don't be yeah. fooled, Christians. Exactly. This is not a movie for you. I would argue that that is one of the most Christian movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and I see that from the perspective of the bad. Yeah. Like, like the bad people in it, but also from the perspective of like it understands good Christianity, too. Well, that's the conclusion good. that it comes to, like and how the characters are. It understands what Christianity should be. Yeah. You know, the sad thing is, is that most people who are just like super gung ho about religion don't understand how three act structure works. So once they get yeah. the beginning of it, it's like, oh, no, I am turning this shit off. They right. won't say shit, obviously. I'm turning this filth off. My goodness, this poisoning our children's minds. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it's, <laughs> I mean, they probably wouldn't have even liked it at the end, though, because it's calling out a lot of this structural, like, issues. And yeah. this, you know, I don't want to say fake Christianity, but, like, using it as, like, a sword or whatever instead of a shield kind of thing. Like, this yeah. is this is not cool. Right. Uh, right. So yeah, it's a great, but it's really funny. Like it's 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 got that depth to it, but like at the end of the day, it's a, it's a dark comedy. It's really good. Yeah, only for true G's, and by G's I mean God fearing Christians. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of our Lord Savior? No, I'm just kidding. All right, <laughs> all right. What what you got? I got one that you're very familiar with, actually. Mm -hmm. It's a little film that came out on the same weekend as uh the not the last jedi what was the other one um Force oh, Awakens. yes it's a little movie called yes. sisters starring yes. tina fey <laughs> you don't have to care <laughs> i learned a lot from this film including the trope about lesbians and carbiners, carbiners. yeah <laughs> so tina fey and amy poehler play sisters because why not you know they've always been yeah. guest stars in each other's projects for the longest time, ever since SNL, figured they would make a movie together, so they did, and I loved it. I thought it was engrossing, and it also featured John Cena, oddly enough, and I he have, was great. 
I think I've seen that movie at least 10 times. <laughs> I think that's actually like undercutting it because every single time it's on cable or something like that, I'll turn it on. Yeah. Like yeah, I, if it's on, it's going on my television. It was that's a staple just, on HBO for a long time. I remember that. Um, yeah. So it, it had the unfortunate luck to come out the same weekend as the force awakens. I think maybe they thought that, you know, some of the, uh, folks that weren't into that would end up going over to see sisters, but yeah. everybody was interested in the force awakens. And I Men, will admit women, as children. much as I love them, I did not see it in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't either. And oh, I saw same. baby mama in theaters. Really? Yeah, I did. No oh, regrets. Man. Actually, no, no regrets. <laughs> no, no regrets. <laughs> sisters is better though. Way better. Bitch, you don't know my life. Yeah. <laughs> That I'm was my clean. text alert. I'm clean. <laughs> <laughs> that was my text alert for the longest time. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, yes. But Sisters yeah. has so many so many lines though. So many things. When you, like that's your husband? Yeah, that's my husband. Oh, some shit's gonna go down in a couple years. <laughs> it's got good it's got good stuff from Maya Rudolph. Um John yep. Leguizamo, like the cast is great, um, but it lost out to not only Force Awakens but also Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip. Uh, it's kids movies, man. man. You're a R-rated film; you can't really compete with it. Nope. So they took a risk, and maybe this adds to the whole thing that we were talking about with uh, uh, Bridesmaids as well. Like, yeah, they they took a risk on this one; it didn't do too well, and yeah, I guess they just kind of got stick a shot. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they did it on purpose, trying to get that 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 holdover, but it just didn't. I mean, they might have been dumping it too. They might have been like, oh. "We don't know where to put this, whatever," and like just threw yeah. it out there. That happens too much. That, like, there's been plenty of shows, plenty of movies in the past where it's like they did not promote this properly. Yeah, I didn't see any, hardly any ads for it. No, I didn't either. I just no. knew about it because I wanted, because I love them, and like yeah. I'll watch them in anything kind of thing. I mean, at one point, I think a movie starring Tina Fey could have just sold itself, but this was not the time. <laughs> no. No. Fortunately yeah. not. Because no. it's so good. And, like, I've seen it so many times now that I can I can say, like, it, it holds up. It's very, very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check that out. I enjoyed it. Good shit. Okay, so I saved my underrated film, this one underrated film for last, because it's basically my favorite film of all time. Um, and nobody knows it, um, except for the people that over the course of many years, I have bought the DVD, because it's not streaming <laughs> anywhere. Oh. I buy the DVD, and I've been buying the DVD for years now. Wow. And give I give it as gifts. Like I've constantly given this movie as a gift to other people. It's called Life as a House. Um, and I recently read the um, so it's it was directed by Erwin Winkler. Um, and so uh, he came out with a book recently. Now Erwin Winkler, who do, those who don't know, he is a legendary uh, producer. So he produced like Rocky and stuff like that. Ah. Produced a lot of great films. He decided in the early 2000s he wanted to direct a movie. So there was a screenplay going around called Life as a House. And uh, I believe it was – so I read Erwin Winkler's book or parts of his book. Um, and he was talk because I always want to know why did this movie not make it. It basically went straight to DVD. It, fit, it flopped. 
and nobody has seen it. I only found it because I was walking, like walking through Blockbuster, and uh, my dad actually picked it up because he liked Kevin Klein, oh. and he picked it up. He's like, I like Kevin Klein, okay. And I saw it, and I went, "That's Anakin Skywalker." Hayden Christensen was in it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I want to watch this movie." And my dad's like, "Okay." Um, <laughs> and then he had to stop it and wait a couple years before I was allowed to watch it because it's a very adult movie. Ah. Uh, so, so this screenplay was going around, and Erwin Winkler was—I I believe it was Michael Douglas—who said to Erwin Winkler, um, "This is the greatest screenplay I've ever read." Wow. And he—he he was like wanted to do it, but timing, whatever, couldn't do it. So Kevin Klein ended up taking on the main role. Um. So I'm just gonna read the quick description of it. Um. It's, it focuses on a man who is anxious to repair his relationship with his ex-wife and teenage son after he is diagnosed with terminal cancer. Huh. Um, this movie will make you cry buckets kind of thing. Like, it is everything I love about a great movie and a great story. And I, because I love family stories. I love like relationship dynamics. I love these, these complicated like situations. And I love when writers, directors all like they get in and they explore those because that's what we all deal with. We all have things like that. Yeah. Um, and as much as I love the big fantasy movies, like I love, you know, uh, like, uh, Civil War and... yeah, 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 yeah. Like all of these big movies that come out, like the Star Wars movies, and everything. I want, I want to say Star Wars, but like Star Wars does deal with some of that stuff. But like these movies that they they have like stories, they're not necessarily like as grounded and as dealing with these things. Yeah. So this is, it's just such a good movie. And it's a movie that I've never given it to someone and they haven't come back to me and said, like, this is one of my favorite movies of all time now. Um, or they haven't been, like, completely moved by it or been like, I am crying over this. Like, you know, everyone who has seen it has been impacted by it in wow. a big way. Um, it's still, if I'm asked what's my favorite film of all time, this is what I say is my favorite film of all time. That's it, amazing. It was the the movie that made me want to make movies when I was younger. Like it was cool. it was everything to me. Um and I still have my DVD and everything. Like I I'm, I will never get rid of it. Uh and then I used to just buy copies and give it to people. Like Man. the way you your favorite book or whatever cuz it meant that much to me and I wanted people to know about it. So uh yeah, my probably my favorite film of all time is called Life as a House. And That's it was cool. 2001, and the reason that it wasn't successful, so it was looking like that kind of movie, that Oscar movie, that big buzz, everything like that. Yeah. So this is the the story that Erwin Winkler told. It's going to premiere in this film festival, and uh, so they he's like, okay, it's going to premiere tomorrow in the film festival. Uh, so the film festival is September 11th, 2001. Oh no. Yeah. So the film is, Erwin Winkler was like, it's it like in concept, like, like you can't, he couldn't even promote it. He couldn't do anything with it. It was not, not because he didn't love the movie, but because he was like, you just can't do anything after that. 
So this movie that was, you know, such a like it, like he was talking about, it felt special making it. The script was special. There was so much of it. Um, it just got lost in the chaos of life happening yeah. at the time. But yeah, it's uh, and, and another case of Rotten Tomatoes being bullshit. It has a 47 percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So. And that, you know what? I can tell you exactly movie. why. Yeah, it's, it's it's because of the hate against Hayden Christensen because of Star Wars. That's all it is. Right, right. And look, you don't have like even if you watch it and you don't like it, um, that's okay. Like you don't have to to love this movie or whatever. But like that's a it's a good example of like don't necessarily take those reviews as like solid because there are a lot of really great movies that people are just being obnoxious about for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man. Well, I appreciate you sharing that very personal moving <laughs> relation to that, that move. No, really it's, it's amazing. Like I envy you that movies can move you like that. Like it's been a long time since a movie has moved me in that sort of way. I can't even remember the last time I felt like that about a film, you know, where something book, just book got smart. me. Book smart really hit me hard. Book smart. Um, oh. book smart. <laughs> uh, no, no book smart. Um, because of the, uh, the LGBT like aspect of that film was oh, really? so, so well done. Oh my oh, God. Okay. I was like, this is the best I've seen. I take back my laugh. I thought you were being sarcastic. No, no, okay. I'm serious. It, it's right. the best portrayal I've seen. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I got to check that one out too. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had situations where I've like teared up recently, but I can't remember. Probably just blocked that shit out. I don't know. I put it in a vault and just locked it away. <laughs> I'll have to I ask D. I that it has been, there has been like, I don't like movies as much as I used to because there just aren't as many good ones. Um, yeah. You know, Booksmart was the first movie that I've watched in a long time where I was like, this movie is everything. Like, um, and then there have been some comedies that I've really liked, like Sisters, like you mentioned, is a good example. Yeah. Um, but it, it's tough. Like, there, I, I just, I mean, like, we've, I think we talked about this. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast. But we talked about it off the podcast where I, I watched A Star is Born. Like, and I was like, this is what good movies are now. Like, this is nothing. Like, you know, so uh, it, it's tough. Yeah. Um, I think that you have to hunt those better movies. Yeah. More. Yeah. And, you know, um, I had a weird moment um, with uh, Signs, oddly enough. M. Night Shyamalan oh, and Signs. Yeah, I like that movie. I like it, too. But, like. I don't know. The, the part at the end really spoke to me when uh, the kid was having the asthma attack and he got super anxious. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that was so well done. And I could, like, feel that because I've been there before, not being chased by aliens, obviously. But just having an asthma attack in a situation where it's, like, you don't know when you're going to get out of it. Like, that shit hit home. That hit hard. So whoever, like, wrote that scene, whoever, like, maybe he was, like, you know, channeling something that he learned personally, but that was just so on the money. It just like cut me. I was like, wow, he got it. He understands yeah. what an asthma attack feels like. <laughs> it, okay. So I'm curious about the asthma attack scene. Um, yeah. 
is that like an accurate portrayal? Like you, you said he got it, but like, yeah. is that realistic of like, he, you can control the breathing and like bring it back or to an extent, like you still need extent, that, yeah. you still need that medicine, yes. but it's like yes. when you don't, okay. So when I'm in a situation or, you know, f- it hasn't happened in a very, very long time, but if I'm ever in a situation where I need my medicine, and yeah. I don't have it. That yeah. already adds that anxiety, and that yes. anxiety escalates. And you're, you know, and you you can't catch your breath even more. Yeah, I understand exactly. that part. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like if I keep talking through it, people listening that have upper respiratory issues are going to start feeling that little like tug on their on their chest yeah. a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really does feel like something is just like sitting on your chest. Yeah, that movie like, was really yeah. good. Really yeah. good. Um. Oh, D reminded me just now. Yeah. Uh, Coco. Uh, yeah, really got me. That was oh, uh, yeah. very moving, very yeah. touching. I feel like Pixar is cheating though, just because it's like they have it down to a science how to make it you almost cry. doesn't count. Yeah, it's just like, come on, guys, you know you're gonna get me. I'm ready I to agree. cry. Yeah. I'm ready when I go We're see a Pixar you. movie, even even a Toy Story. Even, I'm not even safe from Toy Story. Toy Story three, which I mean, spoilers, obviously, people seen it by now. When they're going into the furnace. And Buzz just gives up, and Jesse asks him, "What do we do now?" And he just looks so sad and holds his hand. That shit got me. Yeah, I <laughs> like, know. I was like, oh fuck! It's always gonna burn, y'all. <laughs> oh god. Like, yeah, of course, the first the first fifteen minutes of uh, of Up, like everybody in the world, you know. Oh no, no, we can't yeah. talk about Up. Right, no. right, right. No, <laughs> no, that's that's my. My oh god! Earlier, that reminds me of <laughs> my dad and I were talking about uh, a situation of people splitting, like a, a couple splitting after being together for a very long time, like, yeah. uh, and <laughs> and I was like, I don't understand this. I don't. Why can't uh-huh. people just die together? Like, <laughs> just <laughs> you, you just. Do it. Like, just die together. But just anyway. die together. Uh, it's the same way. We were like, just die. Oh, no. I don't want to watch it. No. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> oh. It's like, oh, well, she's gone. Yeah. Might as well oh, just fuck off with some balloons, I guess. I oh. Know. That movie. Um, yeah. I definitely yeah. wept in that one. But you're right. It, it is almost like cheating. Yeah. I mean, the end of Wally kind of got me a little bit, too, but not as bad. But just seeing I how they, like. wept. So hard at the end really? of Lost. No, at the end of Lost. Oh, Lost. Well, I was gonna say Wally. I'm like, wow, you too. No, okay. no. <laughs> Did you cry at the finale of Six Feet Under though? Um, I was not... consolable. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the ride. That was a very entertaining, engaging, and and just like I cried a few times during the show. I mean, you know, when characters died obviously it's, it's about a funeral home you didn't cry at the end during of, the finale the, uh, you need therapy you need therapy that's it i don't you know need therapy. i don't know i really dislike the main character by that point i'm like oh you are asshole. dead inside yeah. he was dead inside that was the problem yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay you're talking about when they were oh no yeah i the did the finale I finale did. okay yeah. That's okay. what I'm talking about. The finale yeah. finale. When when yeah. what's his face? Yeah. I mean Yeah. Like, I all don't of spoil it. it for anybody else. But yeah, yeah, when they were showing all that. Yeah. All of okay. it. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right, yeah. all right. You got me. Yeah, yeah. That happened. I forgot. Because yeah. okay. it seemed like 
it seemed like once the, the main character was gone, that would be all of the show. Nope. 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 There's more. Not with Secret uh, Under. <laughs> so, yeah. It, that got me at the end. I forgot about that. The drive. We'll just call it the drive. Yep. The um, yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Did you have any others? I can't remember. Um. Yeah. I had one okay. last yeah. one. Uh, and it's, it's probably the polar opposite of the one that you just said. <laughs> Tucker and Dale versus Evil. 2010. Oh, my Comedy God. Horror film. <laughs> yeah. I know that movie. I don't think I've seen it, but I know of it. It's a great fucking movie with yeah. two just well-meaning rednecks who live out in the middle of the woods not wanting to hurt a fly. And they keep encountering people that think that they're going to try to kill them as, you know, normally would happen in like a situation like that. But no, they're trying to save these kids from the forces of evil. So it stars um, Tyler Levine. Tyler from- Levine. He's from Reaper, right? Yes, he yes. played Sock on Reaper, oh. and he was also in Zack and Mary Make a Porno. I um, like that's another one. I like that movie. Yeah, yeah. I you know what? That's probably the most underrated of the Kevin Smith films, but I own it on Blu-ray. I thought it was dope. I would agree, actually. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And then of course Alan Tudyk, who is criminally underrated in everything he does, even though he Absolutely. has been celebrated for characters that he's performed it's still like no you don't respect alan tudyk enough for what he's done that show that came on nbc for like a season maybe even half a season where he was like bruce wayne's cousin in the dc universe yeah he was the best part of that show he's so good he's so good in dodgeball (laughs) when he's the pirate guy yeah pirate steve or pirate john or whatever yeah I was guessing. Pirate Steve is a member of the Duck Talks podcast. I'm sorry. My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That yeah. I, I I get it though. Like I I went with pretty much all comedies, roughly, except for that last one. I was like, I gotta talk about my favorite movie. Come on, man. Underrated. Man. That was some good shit. So, yeah. It is. Yeah. That's what we got. Thank you guys once again for writing in with your yeah. uh your recommendations with your recos. Recos. Uh, I'm going to check some of those out. I'm not going to watch Super Mario Brothers again. I'm sorry. No, I love you both. I'm not going to watch it at all. Yeah. I've never seen it. I'm not going to. I watched that movie twice. (laughs) By accident. We got to the movies because I saw it in theaters. I was so hyped to see the Super Mario Brothers movie. We didn't read any reviews. We didn't even talk to anybody about it. My mom knew I wanted to see it. She took me to go see it the opening weekend. Yeah. I should have known something was up because that theater was damn near empty. <laughs> we got there halfway through the movie, and we thought it was the beginning, so we're just watching. Like, okay, this doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Oh, my gosh. So we, we watched the second half of the movie, then we went back and watched, like, from the beginning, and it still didn't make any fucking sense. They were like, yeah. oh, this is garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah. I mean, how do you fuck up a Goomba? How do you go, oh, yeah, this little brown creature that is pretty much knee-high to Mario that he steps on him, he jumps on him, that's his whole thing. Yeah, we're going to make him seven feet tall and a lizard. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Maybe you're just not smart enough to get it. <laughs> like, I, I can just imagine the guy who um, who wrote that like, <laughs> snorting coke. Like, you'll get it, man. Yeah. You'll get it. Yeah. Dennis Hopper is Bowser. Oh, oh man. Wow. I'm sorry, guys. I I don't want to diss anybody's likes. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. 
I just didn't get with Mario. It's I okay. couldn't do it. Yeah. You can you cannot get that movie and I don't yeah. allow yeah. other people to enjoy it. You know, it's okay. And I I invite those of you who enjoyed Super Mario Brothers to let me know what it is that, about that movie that really just did it for you. John Leguizamo, fantastic actor. Of course, Bob Hoskins, may he rest in peace, fantastic actor. Loved him in Roger Rabbit, among yeah. many other things. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Hopper, legendary actor. Love him. Didn't quite get with Mario Brothers, though. Yeah. 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 Anywho, yeah, that's our list. So yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, what else? Did we have anything else we wanted to hit tonight? Or uh, uh, no, I've got a a charity thing going on. Yeah, let's uh, talk about that. Now. Uh, so I'm selling. I, I've already sold a few of them, but uh, so you have to like message me to figure out which ones are sold and which ones aren't. Uh, but I've got like these cup sleeves. Like when you go to Starbucks, you got like sleeves. Well, they're crocheted cup sleeves um and it's like they're just like a cute little thing uh and i am selling those for charity it's like a class project thing but it's also for a good cause for uh the organization rain yes. uh so if you go uh at the lex Lutes, go on my instagram uh you can find just look you'll see there's like six of them like they're numbered on there uh the post and we might share it on uh the Lex and Matt Instagram oh, as well. Oh, we gonna share it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's still a couple of those left. That's gonna end like beginning of next week. So you still have the opportunity to do a cool thing for yeah, good cause. Do a cool thing. Get a cool fall little you know yeah sleeve for your coffee there. It's good shit. It's good yeah. shit, guys. You're doing good. You're getting something cool. That doesn't yeah. happen very often. Yeah. Um, shout out to Aaron Amendola. The crew of Versus the Universe and Astound. Um, I've been doing something for the past several weeks that I've been completely tight-lipped about, which is unlike me, because uh, you know how much I talk about voiceover class. Boom! Take a shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been uh, joining with Aaron and his his lovely wife, Liz, uh, and uh, Caitlin Rosberg, who's also on the uh, CNSC board with me, We've been uh, recording a live play of a game that Aaron is developing uh, called Unicursity. Oh, that's the name of the podcast as well. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. I've never done any type of like group RPG sort of like Dungeons and Dragons type yeah. thing. This is my first time doing it, so my character comes off as a little shy. Uh, yeah, my my <laughs> friends are um, we we like board game. Uh, and they are trying to convince me to, to do something like that. Like, I guess like Star Trek or something. I'm like, all right, I yeah. guess. <laughs> but I just, I gotta give, I gotta give credit to Aaron because he's such a good DM that he, uh, you know, makes sure everybody's aware of the rules. He makes sure that everybody is like engaging in the story as we go along. He makes challenging, uh, things to overcome. The story can go in any direction and it does because, oh boy, we threw some curveballs in there, everybody. It's so much, it was so much fun to play. I'm sure it'll be fun to listen to. It's a great group of people, uh, including myself. So check it out. You won't be disappointed. Unicursity is what it's called. It's on all your podcasters. The, the preview is out there now. If you want to hear me hamming it up on there, we got a little sneak peek and, uh, yeah, there's yeah. all kind of cool stuff. Aaron does. He's a great improviser too. He does all these voices. 
That's great. No, that's awesome. <laughs> he's got I'm excited skill, man. for it. Yeah, I am too. I am because you know it's like all right, you know, uh, he's he's got like quality sound equipment, and he's got a great production team, and um, he's gonna make everybody sound like a star. So yeah, great. this is this is it, y'all. The best thing about it, it's already more than halfway done. Yeah, <laughs> and we love sharing like projects, even if we're not involved with it. So yeah. you know, if you guys got if you're cool like making cool cool things let us know yeah let us know about your cool things so we can promote the cool things yeah yeah oh one cool thing that i read about Mm -hmm. and then we can just like wrap it up on that it's this this thing i got a i got a note from netflix actually okay um they were talking about uh hold on big brothers big sisters there's this thing happening uh they they have an animated show coming out called Klaus, I I think it's called. Um Like Claus. Yeah. Santa Claus? Yeah, that's probably how it's pronounced. Yeah. I'm gonna start over. So <laughs> <laughs> Claus is teaming up with Big Brothers, Big Sisters to to deliver what they call larger than life holiday cheer on November thirteenth for World Kindness Day. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So in various cities what they're gonna do is uh they're gonna they're gonna ring in the season they say of giving they're working with big big brothers and sisters of america uh the nation's largest donor volunteer supported mentoring charity to spread kindness this holiday season inspired by the film central character a postman named jesper netflix will fulfill thousands of holiday wish lists written by uh, children called littles in uh big brother big sister with the help of their adult volunteers called bigs don't call me a little i won't like it (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. In a letters to Claus initiative to kick off this effort, Netflix will unwrap the massive gifts in these cities, including Chicago and L.A., revealing bespoke events benefiting each local community. Special gift wrapping and letter writing stations will also be available for those passing by to wrap presents and write thank you letters to their loved ones just in time for the holiday season. So what I thought was cool about this is that they're basically taking these underprivileged kids and they're giving them the opportunity to take part in this big event and they're going to uh, reveal these piles of presents benefiting these communities. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. That's and the cool. first time I read it, it made me cry like Coco. Aww. So I had to See, read it. See, you cry real. at real life. Yeah. <laughs> real life leaves me dead inside. But, no, 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 no. You're going the wrong direction like- with this. But me, I'm like fictional characters. <laughs> I'm gonna make you feel a lot better because no, I wasn't crying over real life. I'm crying while reading a press release. That's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Once again, we go, Matt. Maybe therapy. Yeah. Maybe? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, these kids. Netflix. Yeah. God bless you. Anyway, so check that out. Like I said, uh, they're they're gonna drop these presents off. L.A., New York, Chicago, November twelfth. Said to be unwrapped on November November thirteenth and open from ten a.m. to six p.m. for all your present needs. Cool. Check that out. Yeah, and that's all I got this week. How about you? Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's it for me. That's a lot. I'm already yeah. tired because of this fucking uh, daylight savings bullshit. So. I know, man. Oh my yeah. god. Last night I went to bed at like ten o'clock. That's rough. Did Same here. I hate it. Yeah. This is the Same. one that really bothers me. Even though you gain that hour of sleep or whatever the fuck, like they say. Yeah. I mean, like it. it this is the one that usually like usually bothers me way more. I like the other one better. 
when you spring forward or whatever. Me too, because I'm asleep. I don't care. I don't notice. Yeah. But right now, it's like, okay, now it's supposed to be like 11 where I am and midnight where you are. Yeah. Uh, For some reason, Sunday, it didn't really bother me as much. It was yesterday that really got me. I think because that's just you're getting back in the groove of the week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back in that routine. Fuck. Daylight, daylight savings yeah. bullshit. We should just we be are. on the other one. We should be on the, the, the spring one all the time. All the time. Deal with it. It's going to get dark earlier or later. It's cool. Deal. It doesn't matter. Like, Jesus, it doesn't matter. And there are <laughs> cities that, like, like Indianapolis doesn't change because, like, my aunt lives in Indianapolis. They don't change. Yeah. They keep it the same way all, all year. They do good work. Yeah. Good work, Indianapolis. Yeah. I don't get to say that very often, so <laughs> good work, Indianapolis. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, that's all we got this week. Yeah. I keep thinking we're forgetting something, like I dropped my wallet or something like that. Anyway. Yeah, you did drop your wallet, but I oh, picked no. it up. Oh, good. Okay. I got it. You're good. <laughs> I got you covered. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Stay excellent to each other, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>